focusing on winning arguments, we're teaching the basic fundamentals of sales and marketing and how we can use them to win in the world of politics, teaching you how to meet people where they're at on the issues they care about. Welcome to The Brian Nichols Show. Can this libertarian from Louisiana help change the future of America? We're going to find out. But first, hey there, folks. Brian Nichols here on The Brian Nichols Show. Thank you for joining us on, of course, another fun-filled episode. I am, as always, your humble host, joining you live from the Stratus IP studios here in lovely eastern Indiana. Don't let outdated technology or cyber threats put your uh, business at risk. Go ahead and learn more at stratusip.net or go ahead and get your free consultation over at briannicholshow.com forward slash stratusip, stratusip, business technology simplified. All right, folks. So before we get started, I want to go ahead and give a shout out to today's sponsor, Right Strategies specializes in the unique challenges of both running political campaigns as well as small businesses in the digital landscape. With a proven track record of helping clients win elections and grow their businesses through smart, strategic digital marketing, Right Strategies is the perfect partner to help you reach your goals. Their team of experts will help you save time and money while helping amplify your message to help you win your elections and help win in the marketplace. With SMS texting from Right Strategies, you'll receive an efficient, affordable, and smart way to focus your marketing budget. By helping you reach thousands of voters and customers, Right Strategies will help you make a powerful impact on the outcome of your elections and your business growth. From social media management to expert graphic design work to marketing your product or campaign or heck, even building your brand awareness, Right Strategies can put together a plan that makes sense for your goals and do so within your budget. Want to learn more about how Right Strategies can help you win your elections and also help grow your business? Head to briannicholshow.com forward slash RS to get your free campaign or marketing plan report card. And of course, be sure to let Morgan and the Right Strategies team know that I sent you. Again, that's briannicholshow.com forward slash RS. Amplifying your message where voters and customers spend their time. briannicholshow.com forward slash RS. All right, folks. So with that being said, we got to go on to the show today to talk about this one libertarian down in the great state of Louisiana. He said he's going to try to help change the course of America. Let's see if he can. Rufus Craig, thanks for joining us here in the program. Thank you for having me, Brian. Absolutely, Rufus. Thank you for joining us, and thank you for us. Yeah, we are fighting through some of those technical issues there as we start things off. you got to love technology. I can sell it, but apparently I can't run it. But uh, hey, we made it work, and thank you for uh, for joining us. Yes, you're down in the 6th District in Louisiana, and you're running as a Libertarian for Congress. Now, Louisiana is a little bit different in terms of the way that the elections take place there. So this isn't a traditional uh, red team, blue team, gold team, but rather it's a an open primary system where majority takes all. So talk to us. There's actually a chance for a libertarian to have some success. No? Uh, well, uh, I'm, I'm doing my best. Uh, we, I prefer to call them jungle primaries. Okay. Uh, it's every man in the first heat. And then if nobody gets 50%, the last top two guys getting a runoff, our runoff's actually in December. So everybody else will know who their congressman is, but in Louisiana, we might not know till December. Wild. That's so wild. <laughs> So, Rufus, you're running for office as a big L libertarian. There's a lot there to unpack because I think a lot of folks, they've been uh, conditioned. They think, hey, it's red team, blue team. That's the uh, only teams I really hear about on the news or read about in the paper. What's this uh, libertarian, this gold porcupine third party that's out there? And specifically, why should I consider Rufus Craig uh, for Congress down in Louisiana 6th? Well, uh, I think that the libertarian... Uh, 
political philosophy is superior to what the other two teams are selling. Uh, I've been I've been working uh, trying to establish a viable third party for 25 years now. Uh, this is actually my fourth run for Congress. It's uh, uh, we need a third party. Uh, everybody I talk to, you talk to people all the time. They say, "Oh, we wish we had a third party," and I say, "Oh, we do. We got one. Take a look at us." Uh, I, when I first got involved uh, actively in the Libertarian Party, we had about four thousand registered Libertarians in Louisiana. We are over sixteen thousand now and counting. Uh, Fortunately for me, when I'm selling it, uh, party affiliation does not disqualify you from voting. So it's easy. You can be a Libertarian and can. It doesn't mean you can't vote in primaries. Which is good because we see traditionally that's a big so I have challenge. Advantage. Yeah, exactly. Well, and, and imagine for a lot of folks out there, right? right? If you were only stuck in, we see this a lot of states, like I'm from New York, you, you get stuck in only your specific primary, which I think for a lot of folks, they would prefer that if they think, you know, I'm trying to get the best person for my political party. But to this point, it's kind of getting rid of the power that political parties would traditionally have in, in determining who is and is not on their ballot. Is that fair to say? I'd say that's fair. You know, there's going to be a breakthrough. And when there is, I think uh, uh, it's going to make a big difference in America. Well, let's talk about that. Where are you seeing right now some of the top conversations where libertarians can differentiate ourselves? Because right now, a lot of folks out there, they're saying, well, I'm hearing the red team. I'm hearing the blue team. A lot of it sounds the same. What's the difference? What What is the, the libertarian case to not just be a third choice or just another choice, but specifically a real viable solution that's going to help solve a lot of the problems we see out there. What are you seeing? Well, the thing that inspired me to initially get into politics was the national debt. Uh, in, uh, at the end of uh, Bill Clinton's first, the second term, the federal government was running a surplus. The economists and me said, hallelujah, they can pay off the debt and we won't have to pay interest to all these banks for the money that we borrow. Uh, uh, since that time, the national debt's grown from $7 trillion to $31 trillion, and neither the Republicans or Democrats have a clue what to do about all this money they spent. You know, hey, Daddy, we got this credit card. We don't know what to do with it. Well, uh, the first thing, that I think the thing that libertarians have first and foremost going for us is fiscal responsibility. We need to quit spending so damn much money. Uh, the only bipartisan bill to come out of Congress this year is the 800 and something billion dollar Defense Department budget. They all agree we can spend plenty of money on bombs and bullets, but they don't—they don't seem to have a clue how they're going to pay for all this stuff. So we need to—we need somebody in Washington that says enough is enough. We need less government, less spending. Let's not spend our children and grandchildren's money because we want to give bombs to the Ukraine. Rufus, I see in your uh, your uh, sign behind you. You're a pro-choice libertarian. Now, I know this has been a big point of contention in the greater libertarian world for the past year or so, specifically as we've seen some of the conversation around the pro-choice argument change in the national conversation from a platforming standpoint. Now, uh, candidly, over here, and, and frankly, on this show, we're you know much more in the pro-life position, but I definitely am open, and I've had many of folk in the program who are making the pro-choice positions. So with that, please tell us uh, why is it that that's being one of the main integral parts of your campaign? Well, being pro-choice means that I think that every person has a right to make their own decisions. I don't know what's best for you. I don't know what's going on in your life. 
the government sure don't have a clue what's going on. And so, if, you know, being pro-choice is not the same thing as being pro-drugs. Being pro-choice is not the same thing as go smoke heroin. Being pro-choice is not the same thing. Go get abortions. I think abortions are an aberration. They're, it's terrible. But it's, it's not my choice. It's not my decision. Uh, and the government shouldn't compel people to do one thing or another or not do one thing or another. Uh, the prohibition does not work for anything. Telling people not to do it doesn't stop them from doing it. It just makes it a crime. It makes it more difficult. It causes a lot of bad, bad outcomes. So when I say I'm pro-choice, I'm pro-choice on everything. Radical position, I would say. A lot of folks would be like, on everything? No, yes, on everything. But hey, let's talk about this choice. And this is a choice we've seen a lot of Americans take. And that is just blindly supporting whatever it is they're being told we should support in terms of any foreign intervention. And right now, that latest foreign intervention is over in Ukraine. I forget how many billions of dollars were up to being sent over in foreign aid to uh, Ukraine to, to fight off against Russia. <laughs> Rufus, what's the libertarian position on uh, the, the war in Ukraine specifically when it comes to our tax dollars uh, going overseas? Well, you know, I've spent a lot of time thinking about it. Uh, I worry about it. Uh, I wonder what exactly the end game is and what our policy is, you know, from a, from a purely philosophical perspective, uh, the only proper use of force is to defend yourself and defend your friends and family and others. Uh, you know, are we helping the Ukrainians defend themselves from the Russian? It, 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 it appears so, but I mean, I don't really know enough to know all the deep, dark secrets of how we got there. Should we be spending our money on it? Probably not. Uh, it's kind of heartening to see the Europeans stepping up. Uh, uh, a big problem in the 1940s was the Europeans just didn't really take care of their own business, and we had to go there and straighten it out for them. I, I'm a little concerned we're falling into the same trap, uh, but uh, it, it is what it is, so to say. Uh, I hope that it works out without anything really terrible happening to us, uh, but, you know, uh, I wish they would figure out how to make peace without shooting at each other. <laughs> well, yeah, and, and this is the unfortunate reality is a lot of the things that we talk about, we care about, whether it's the pro-choice argument, the pro-Second uh, Amendment argument, the free speech argument, none of it matters if we're all dead, which I think is frankly why we want to avoid nuclear war at all costs. Now, that's uh, definitely, I think, a conversation that we all should be having right now. But let's also focus on some of the other issues that are obviously going to be impacting our day to day. Another one of those issues is immigration. Now, I'm originally from upstate New York. I know we're seeing it up there on the Canadian border with uh, folks coming from a lot of these uh, you know, South American countries over the border up there. Drug trafficking, drug smuggling, the southern border has got, you know, I think it's millions of folks pretty much hanging out down there on a yearly basis, getting ready to jump over to America. So it's a huge problem, especially for a lot of these border towns. The issue was renewed when uh, Governor Ron DeSantis sent uh, a bunch of migrants up to Martha's Vineyard and a bunch of uh, progressive leftists freaked out. Uh, but hey, they were able to show that they cared for about an hour until they sent them to a military base. But what's, the, I guess, the solution to have this stop being an issue where one side's playing political uh, ad or political points and trying to score political points and another team's trying to respond. How do we actually solve this immigration issue from a libertarian perspective? Well, uh, to make sure we're clear, the problem is not the immigrants. 
those folks are leaving a bad situation, trying to come to a better situation, which is America. They're coming here because we offer opportunity and, and the possibility of taking care of their families. The problem is Congress has failed to, to properly address and reform immigration law. And now if you come to America and you apply for asylum, it takes two years for the process to work. That's stupid. It's the, that needs to be fixed. They need to have more border agents that are checking people. If, if you want to get a visa to come here and work, it should be a lot easier than it is now. Uh, you know, it's a crime to hire an illegal immigrant. There's 11 million of America working. There seem, must be a lot of criminal Americans. Uh, I guarantee if you go down to Fort Myers, Florida right now, if ICE went down there, they could sweep, sweep up tens of thousands of illegal immigrants but I'm certain that my friends in Fort Myers would be upset because there'd be nobody left to pick up the trash. So the problem is not the immigrants. The problem is the immigration system and the immigration laws need to be fixed. Elections. They, I heard from a lot of our friends on the left and right over the past four, eh, six years, I guess now with 2016, 2020, our elections were stolen or this election was stolen, all that fun stuff. Us libertarians have been like, hey, we've been talking about the elections being unfair for 40 years. So maybe it's nice to actually see you guys joining us at this conversation, but they're not really having the same conversation we are. And yet the election issue is definitely top of mind, both from the libertarian saying we deserve more ballot access or at least the ease of, of right to join you on the, the ballot, but also from our friends on the left and right questioning the integrity of our election. So what's the libertarian solution there, Rufus? Well, you, you packed a lot into that question. Uh, <laughs> first, uh, talk about fair elections. Uh, uh, fortunately, I'm in Louisiana. Uh, we had a, uh, a strange confluence of events in 2004 where we changed our election laws. And oddly enough, Louisiana's last in most things, but we have probably the most progressive open election laws in America. In order for a person to get on the ballot for president, for instance, you need $500 and eight signatures. Uh, but uh, it, as far as free and fair elections, that's essential. That's, that is the foundation of America. Without that, we don't have a democratic Republic. We've got a banana Republic. Uh, I tell my friends on the right to talk about rigged elections and say, you want to see rigged, come look at the congressional districts in Louisiana. Uh, we have six districts, five of them, only Republicans need to apply. One of them, only a Democrat need to apply. Look, there's not even a Democrat on the ballot in the sixth congressional district. Two Republicans, one Libertarian. What does that tell you about the elections? Uh, and then as far as election legality or whatever you want to call it, I can only speak for Louisiana. Uh, I have observed our process from the warehouse to the precinct, to the precinct count, and back to the warehouse. And it would be far cheaper to buy TV ads and get your votes straight up than it would be to try to cheat to win, particularly a large election like a congressional election. Talk to us about the importance of market-based solutions, because we see this right now. A lot of folks have this desire for government just to do something in response to whatever problem or issue that they see out there. And I did an, uh, an episode on this a, a couple of months ago, weeks ago. Time is just silly. Uh, but it was the danger of do something politics and how way too many folks use the, the power of government to put their, quote, solution in place 
only to find that solution making the problems worse instead of just relying on the market-based solutions that were, in many cases, solving the problem they were seeking to go after at the first place? Well, you know, to me, the, the, the biggest, most glaring example of government intervention messing a policy up is the war on drugs. Uh, Richard Nixon declared war on drugs in 1971. The Congress uh, out or criminalized drugs in the 1920s. The amount of drugs, the number of people using drugs, the amount of money involved with drugs has all gone up uh, uh, because of government intervention. If, if it was a marketplace, for instance, you could go down to the dope store and get dope. Okay. You don't have to buy, go find some gangster hiding out. You don't have to be afraid for your life. You just go get your dope. Two things would happen. One, the dope addict, would, the drug addict, the person with the illness, would know what kind of drug they were getting. They wouldn't be dying from fentanyl if they wanted heroin. Uh, the other good thing is we would know who was doing it. Uh, if you want to help somebody with a mental health issue, which is what drug addiction is, you got to know they're doing it. So if I saw, you know, like, hey, man, uh, uh, Brian, I've seen you down at the do store buying dope every day this weekend. Are you okay? Is there something I can do to help you? You know, we love you. Come on home. It's everything's good. That would go substantially a long way toward eliminating drug problems. Uh, so it, it would take the government out of it and it would put people and communities back in it. Market would be back in it. Uh, healthcare is another great place that a marketplace solution would work. How about if you knew how much it was going to cost to the, go to the doctor and how good the doctor was. That's two things in a marketplace you absolutely have to know. How much does it cost and what am I buying? You can't get that in the healthcare system because the government's in charge of it. It's all secret. Uh, I make a bet with people. Next time you're to the doctor's office, ask every single person you see that works there, how much does this cost? You won't get an answer because they don't know. Deer in the headlights. The He's the best, you know. Uh, it's crazy. Oh, yeah, no, deer in the headlights. You ask them that question, and even, hey, if you go to the ER and you ask them, they might tell you that the Tylenol you're, they're going to give you is like $80, and that, that might be a couple red flags in that case. Now, let's go to uh, the, the, one of the final issues I wanted to address today, and that is the importance of local-based solutions. Now, we look at the federal government, and again, going back to the problem of do-something politics, the federal government is the epitome of do-something politics. And what we've done is we've put all the power in this one upper echelon that can have pretty much an overreaching authority across the entirety of the United States, override and supersede both local and state laws, and in many cases, violate the rights of those individual citizens of those states based on some Demo democracy was at 50 plus one from an entire United States perspective, all 300 and what, 30 some odd million of us now. So Rufus, talk to us about the importance of local uh, elections and local politics. In the world of wine, there are so many choices, and that's why Blood of Tyrants Wine has tyrants losing their heads. Whether you're looking for a new go-to at home or want to impress your friends at a party, Blood of Tyrants Wine has you covered. And if you're trying to get rid of some pesky tyrants in your life, well, we've got that covered too. Head to briannicholshow.com forward slash wine and get $5 off your order. One more time, briannicholshow.com forward slash wine. Free men don't ask permission, so take a sip. You'll be glad you did. Uh, yeah, I might just even digress from that a little bit and talk about the importance of local involvement. Um, in 2016, we had a catastrophic flood in, in my part of the world. Uh, the 
the count, the, the parish, the county next door to where I live, 80% of the houses got water in them. Uh, when the water went away, when you started digging the muck out and picking up the trash, it wasn't the government. It wasn't the local government. It wasn't the state government. It wasn't the federal government. It was you and your next door neighbor. Uh, actually, during the course of that thing called the Cajun Navy was created where people went around. That was their thing. They were a loose organization of people who went and helped other people. Uh, that's how we, that's how things get done despite what uh, the politicians might tell you. It's each person taking responsibility for themselves, but also more important than that, understanding that we have a responsibility for our family, for our friends, for our next door neighbor, for the rest of the people in our community. Uh, you can't sit around and wait for the government to come do it. You got to help yourself and help your friends, period. All right, Rufus, we're getting hard pressed for time, which means it's time for final thoughts. I'll give my final thoughts first, and that is, folks, now is the time. Uh, if you are looking to take a step and try to engage in conversations with folks who are starting to enter into kind of this like, quote, buying time where they're looking at different alternatives. They're looking for different solutions. Well, now is the time. Now is the time for us to start engaging in conversations, having those water cooler conversations outside of how badly my Dallas Cowboys lost the Eagles last night. We're not going to dig in that again, Rufus. It was a tough night. Uh, but also we're going to talk about specifically the way that we can help address the, the issues that are mattering right now to people, meeting them where they're at on the issues they care about. That's my final thoughts. Rufus, what are your final thoughts for today? Well, my final thoughts is that when I've been out there on the trail, I, I hear a lot of people talking about what I call important but not particularly significant issues. Uh, to me, the big issue is we live in a nation that's $31 trillion in debt. Neither one of the parties that currently are spending our money have a clue how to deal with that problem that they created. We need a third party. We need a libertarian to come in and say, enough's enough, children. I'm taking your credit card away, and you've got to, you have to figure out how to live on your means. Uh, if I can get that one message out, I'll be happy. Uh, people need to know that we're cruising toward a catastrophe, and neither the Republicans or Democrats seem to care. Uh, they only care about getting reelected. Uh, if you're happy with what they're doing and you step in a voting booth, if you're unhappy with what they're doing and you step in a voting booth and you vote for a Republican or a Democrat, as you exit that voting booth, I would like you to remember Einstein's definition of insanity doing the same thing over and over again, thinking that you're going to get a different result. If you want to get a different result, you need to vote for a libertarian. If you're interested in helping me in my campaign, you can go to voterufus.com. Uh, we take donations, however humble they are. We will truly appreciate them. I have a wonderful campaign manager named Mallory who is working this thing great. Uh, I'm going to do my best on a limited budget to promote Liberty and the Libertarian Party. Thank you for having me, Brian. It's been a pleasure.
Absolutely, Rufus. Thank you for joining us. And folks, yes, if you want to go ahead and learn more, we'll, we'll include all those links there in the show notes. Plus, we'll include all of Rufus's social media links in the show notes. And all you got to do, I know 90 some odd percent of you would listen to us here joining us on the audio version of the show. So click the artwork in your podcast catcher. It'll bring you right over to briannicholshow.com where you can find today's episode, all the aforementioned links. Plus, you can find the entire transcript of today's episode. And by the way, you can find all 607 other episodes we have here of the Brian Nichols Show. And oh, by the way, we have a video version of the show. Did you know that? Well, if you didn't, here you can go ahead and subscribe three different places. Number one, YouTube, which I know it's the unfortunate reality. That's where a lot of you folks all live. So uh, YouTube, head over there, subscribe, hit that notification bell. Or if you're like, hey, I'm trying to get away from the YouTubes, the Googles, the, the big big tech empire, join us over on Rumble or on Odyssey. You can find us at B Nichols Liberty or just search the Brian Nichols Show. You'll find us over there. Just hit the subscribe button. And again, that little notification bell so you're not missing a single time. We have a brand new video with awesome candidates like we have here with Rufus Craig. And by the way, last week we had two other candidates. We had New Jersey. We had Indiana. We've had folks from all over the United States, Louisiana now. So make sure, folks, that you've hit subscribe over on your, your uh, podcast catcher so you're not missing all of the awesome episodes we have airing here five days a week at The Brian Nichols Show. And oh, by the way, one last thing, folks. If you got value from today's episode, well, do me a favor. Please head to briannicholshow.com forward slash support and either join us on Patreon as a supporting listener at $5 a month or feel free to go ahead and give us a one-time PayPal donation. Did you get some value from today? Well, go ahead and let us know and help us keep the lights on having great guests here like Rufus Craig on who will leave you educated, enlightened, and informed. So with that being said, it's Brian Nichols signing off here on The Brian Nichols Show for Rufus Craig. We'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to The Brian Nichols Show. Find more episodes at briannicholsshow.com. Enjoying the audio version of the show? Then you'll love our YouTube channel. Be sure to head over there and subscribe. And if you're new to The Brian Nichols Show, be sure to head to your favorite podcast catcher and click download all unplayed episodes so you don't miss one of our nearly 500 episodes that will be sure to leave you educated, enlightened, and informed. If you got value from today's episode, can you do me a favor and head to briannicholsshow.com forward slash support and leave us a $5 donation. And by the way, have you given the show a five-star review yet? If not, head to Apple Podcasts and tell folks why you listen to the program and don't forget to tell your friends to subscribe too. Follow me on social media at B Nichols Liberty. And again, if you'd be so kind, please consider making a donation to The Brian Nichols Show at briannicholsshow.com forward slash support. The Brian Nichols Show is supported by viewers like you. Thank you to our patrons, Daryl Schmitz, Michael Lima, Mitchell Mankiewicz, Cody Johns, Craig DaCosta, and the We Are Libertarians Network.